Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studio, presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670, The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Score! score. Ball is short. Henderson diving up with the throw. It is a laser. Gunner Henderson, phenomenal in his shortstop debut in the big leagues. Gunner Henderson, the latest young Baltimore Orioles prospect to come up and absolutely wow the fans and wow us viewers of the game. Good morning, everybody. One final hour of hit and run. On 670, the score. James Fegan coming up at around 1125. And we will talk with him about the White Sox chances and things that are going on uh, with the team. And a little bit later on, you'll probably hear from Chris Getz, who was on uh, with Inside the Clubhouse yesterday in the morning. But right now, I wanted to talk with you guys about the World Series and what we're going to see. As we make uh, room for Bears pregame Sunday mornings here on the score we look ahead and think about the final month of the season and the World Series pending and the playoffs approaching. And I want to know what teams you guys think are going to get there. If you want to mix in your White Sox thoughts, feel free at 312-644-6767 as well. Callers, we will get to you in a matter of moments. And as always, keep the text coming on this Labor Day Sunday. The Tech Zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. So looking around, I love a couple of teams with big-time aces at the top. Two Aces at the top that have revealed themselves for one American League team that may surprise you coming from me and a National League team that should not. The Mets are going to get there. I'm a believer in these Mets. With Diaz at the end being the most dominant closer in the game with the help, of course, of Timmy Trumpet. And up front with Scherzer and DeGrom pitching the way they are, and then Chris Bassett as a stalwart. Someone, whether it's Taiwan Walker or Carlos Carrasco, will have to step up. My money's on Carrasco. But really, it's about Scherzer, DeGrom, and Diaz. And the way 
that that team has played, the quality of baseball that that team has played all season long. And I know the Braves are charging, and the Braves will have a chance to pass the Mets, theoretically, this month. But I am a believer in the Mets, and I did not think I was going to be. I was one of those guys who did not think he was going to be during the course of spring training and then early on. But having seen them, they just—they have that glue. They have that glow, that clear attention to every little detail. Absolutely. And I, I do believe that, uh, that this batch is going to get it done. And I think the Mets will find their way through the National League playoffs. And they will face from the American League. Oh, who could it be, Speaks? Is it the Yankees? Is it the Yankees who started out so hot? The Yankees who started out a ridiculous, what was it, like 63-21, and 21, I think it was. They had a 15-and-a-half game lead on the 8th of July. Now they're up just four with 29 to play. They've stopped hitting and scoring almost entirely. 13 times this year, by the way, they've been held to three hits or less. Second most in baseball. Tigers, the most games being held to three hits or less. 15 times. Incredible what has happened to the Yankees, who have now lost six of seven, and there's panic everywhere. So no, 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 no. It's not the Yankees. And we still don't know who's coming out of the Central. It's not Cleveland. I can't wrap my head around Tampa Bay. Of course it could be Houston. But I have, if I had to make my pick today, and I do and I am, give me the Seattle Mariners. The Seattle Mariners and the New York Mets. That's my World Series pick. Laugh at me if you will. Write it down. Remember. But then keep the receipts, if I'm correct, in a month. Seattle has two aces now. Having signed Robbie Ray and having him pitch the way he is and then having traded for Luis Castillo and having him pitch the way he is. Four starts against the currently playoff-bound Cleveland Guardians over the last week and a half. Ray and Castillo have combined to allow one run and just two walks while striking out 24. That's over four different starts. Robbie Ray had six shutout innings yesterday against Cleveland. And he didn't even have his best stuff and talked about it. But they now have two legit aces at the top of their playoff rotation in Ray and Castillo. And then that bullpen has been absolutely ridiculous with Paul Seawald and others. Bullpen's been real good. And then I think there is enough offense with Ty France and Julio Rodriguez and Jesse Winker and Cal Rowley, who homered, I think, twice, either yesterday or Friday. They've got enough. So I've got Seattle and the Mets. Who you got? Let's discuss right here on 670 The Score on Hit and Run. Ron on the south side, you're up on Hit and Run. Good morning, Ron. How are you? Man, well, you know, well, mixed emotions <laughs> with the show in it. But I, I want to share something with you real quick. Take about 30 seconds. But I know you appreciate it. I was sitting here watching the Sox game last night, and I get a text, and it had a little video picture. And then the message said, Dad, thanks for sharing uh, your love of the game 
with me. My son was out um, in uh, L.A. He's watching the great uh, Tani, and I. So we end up talking about that. He's 31 years old, and I've always taught him keep the game close to you. And I know. And actually, a few weeks ago, he was in Seattle, and he was talking about uh, Rodriguez and Center for the Seattle. But I know. You would appreciate that. Yeah, uh, so you got you guys got that we, bond, right? So, Ron, when you talk man, to your well, son, it's right there. Life. Yeah. There you go. So, real quick, uh, interesting pick. I'm, I'm going to start with the American League. Uh, boy, the way the Yankees just fell off. But, Speeds, I'm, I'm just going to steal. I don't know if Seattle has enough offense. And mm-hmm. until I, there's some concerns about um, um, Verland, but that's just a hard tested playoff team in Houston, man. They just can they just play the game. So I, I'm I'm gonna stick with them. Uh, I, I like Seattle though, but not, but I wanna get to the the nationally speak. It is a possibility that the Dodgers could break the hundred and sixteen win uh record and may not get to the World Series. <laughs> and I have uh, Atlanta but I, it, 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 to me Atlanta's been Probably the best team since June. I like Scherzer uh, and DeGrom, but I, it, you know what though, the the Braves can beat you in a lot of ways, man. Uh, and, and, and just one other thing, real quick, man. That Michael Harris Jr. God, is he um, fun? Gr- gr- oh man, Grissom. So you know what? I'm just going to have. I'm, I'm going to go with them. That's the team I like to pick. But wouldn't that be something if the Dodgers do break the record and, and don't get to the World Series? But uh, speak. So I'll go. But you know, I just have to uh, thank you. You know, been talking with you for years, and as we said back then, it still remains. Baseball is life, so we'll enjoy it. So I'll be talking to you, man. Thanks, it's Ron. It's always been a pleasure. Thank uh, you. You're the best, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, Ron. I didn't even know he had that with his son. The son out there watching Otani. Isn't that a beautiful thing? My son's here screening calls. My pops is the one who got me in in the first place. It's a generational thing, ladies and gentlemen. As you know. Let's go to Elgin Clue on the score on Hit and Run. Clue, how you been? Good morning. Thanks for calling. Doing well. Thanks, uh, Speaks. Yeah, sounds like uh, Southside Ron stole my thunder, but I, yeah? I'm uh, inclined to do the Braves and the, and the Astros, mm. uh, partially from uh, a couple different reasons. With the Braves, the uh, four of the young kids, Contreras, Grissom, Harris, and Spencer Strider, have kind of helped my fantasy team <laughs> and for the uh, – First division, which is a rarity for me. And uh, I think watching Cease last night, I think Spencer Strider is the uh, doppelganger that Sox fans have in their own in their own ace. And uh, I think between Morton and a few other guys in their rotation, I think they can uh, surprise, you know, the Mets and the Dodgers if they get into the playoffs. And the Astros, I just, I just think they've got too much of a balanced lineup, in my opinion. Um, you know, I, I don't know. The Yankees are fading and it just, I don't get, you know, I don't, I don't see the length of it. Mm. Um, the other question I had going forward is like with a new uh, schedule next year, the balanced schedule, um, things like advanced scouting. I don't know if that's become all digitalized, you know, where they can do it without having, uh, you know, fannies in the seats where the scouts are actually traveling in advance, especially now, like in September, who their potential playoff opponents are going to be. I, I'm, cons- I'm not concerned, but I'm just 
wondering how that's going to change the scouting aspect of advanced work, you know, going into a city before your team goes on the road or plays, you know, an opponent going forward. It's a topic that interests me a lot, Clue. Thanks for the call. Um, interesting. Uh, you know, uh, most most teams still have, you know, h- hardcore human scouting departments who travel and will advance, but not all. Not all teams. Um, it's it's very much an active and shifting landscape, and some organizations believe that with all the cameras, with all the Statcast data, and with everything like that, that they don't necessarily need um, the scouts. But um, I, I would certainly argue that you do. That's that's for sure. But um, yeah, it's an, an an interesting thing. All right, I like the picks though. This is Bob in Naperville. Bob, good morning. You're on Hit and Run. How are you? Hello, Matt. This is uh, my first time calling. But I just uh, wanted to call you about a dark horse team that I just saw. I went to Baltimore for the Sabre convention a couple weeks ago uh-huh. and saw two games at Camden Yards. And I had a friend who had season tickets with the Orioles and sat with him. And he educated me on this team. And they're just on fire. Yep. Um, you just played that clip of Gunnar Henderson They've got – they keep bringing guys up, kind of like the Cubs did. And this team may not be, get to the World Series this year, but this could be a year like 2015 was for the Cubs. Yeah, Because they are just on fire with a gr- bunch of great young players. Yeah, Bob, this is like their bonus year. This, this is their bonus year. It is that 2015, that pre-Cubs season – um, and that, you know, right on the edge. Baltimore, though, they've got a real battle just to make the playoffs, and I, I think they're going to be in trouble. Uh, Tampa Bay and Seattle are both locked and loaded as wildcard teams. Toronto is so talented, and Alec Manoa pitched real well the other night. They need more of that um, from him, but that lineup is so good. I think they'll hold off Baltimore for that last wildcard spot. So I don't, I'm not even sure that Baltimore will get in, but it's an important year of learning and development for them. And, and as you mentioned, with all the kids they have, one after another after another, led by the very, very special Adley Rutschman. Watch out for the Orioles. Maybe not this year, though. Ben in Queens will wrap up the segment next on The Score. Hello, Ben. How's it going? I'd like to add my voice to the chorus of, oh, this sucks that hit and runs over because it is baseball season. But we will continue nevertheless. Oh, yes, sir. Um, my pick... For the World Series, the Dodgers and the Rays. I actually took out a flyer on the Rays at 17-1 to 1 at the beginning of the season. Wow. Um, I want to I talk about the Dodgers, though, and I want to talk about 100-win seasons. It's done, been done back-to-back 100-win seasons, been done 20 times since 1892, okay? Okay. And the highest, the highest win total was 223. That was the 06 and 07 Cubs. The Dodgers have lost 40 games. They would have to lose only five more games the rest of the month to get 117 wins, which would put them right at 223. So I, if if they happen to eclipse the Cubs, I don't think they're going to get the two the two year uh, mark. But I I think the Dodgers, you know, they're out there. People don't pay attention to them. They're just way too freaking good, man. I mean, Mookie Bad. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, Ben. Ben, I I got a lot of people. On the other side of the glass, in it's like an aquarium filled with people. Um, Stephen Gary used to call it the boy aquarium. You know, when there was like a whole bunch of dudes over there, like different interns and producers. This is a boy and girl aquarium, um, but they're all thinking that your math is absolute garbage. Just like that, something was 
horribly wrong that there could be early drinking in Queens. I'm going to have to ask you to 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 repeat those numbers very slowly as we have the calculators out. Go ahead. What you got? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, what would you like? They have they had 106 wins last year. The Dodgers. Okay. They have 40 losses right now. Yeah. If they have 45 losses, that means they'll have 117 wins. That's true. Okay. Yeah. That would put 117 plus 106 at 223. Yes. Which was exactly the total that the Chicago Cubs had in 06 and 07. Okay. So they. So actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so so you're on it actually. Yeah. They're wrong. They're all wrong then. Is 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 what's happening? Because if, and if they had 45 losses. Then that would mean that they, uh, yeah, uh, that, that that they have, because right now um, the Dodgers have um, have ninety one wins. So you've got okay. I, I got it. All right, um, Ben. Thanks for repeating it. I'd like to apologize on on behalf of all the idiots behind the glass. I'll wear this one. Yeah, uh, Sean. One. I mean, you led a chorus. An angry chorus of screaming people. That's what I'm known to do. I don't know. I've had effects on people. Is Ben still there? We, now we've taken from Ben's time. Ben's still here. You know what? You know what? I am glad that Sean is going to get uh, his student debt erased. God knows he didn't study math. <laughs> love you guys. Hey, I love you. I can't wait till next hit and run. And you know what? In that five-year stretch, and, and you can count it, Sean, between 06 and 1910, the Cubs won 530 games. That's the most winning record in a five-year stretch in Major League Baseball. Maybe the Dodgers might get there. I think the Dodgers are going to win it. Okay. It helps to count. He's 100% right. Thank I you, thought ben. he was talking about 2006. Sean, just, just be quiet, okay? All right, all right. You, you have I was been, told there would be no math. You have been chastised now, and I need you to go into a hole and just sit there Ruben's in the going to take over the rest of the show. It, okay? It's about time. Ruben's apprenticeship as the associate producer is over. He's ready to step in. Give him the hat. Uh, the official hit. No, 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 no. Keep your hat. Keep your hat. It's all good. All right. Um, look, the biggest story in baseball right now is Dylan Cease and the near no-hitter last night. And the White Sox big-time charge is happening. They've picked up four games in the last four days. How is this happening? Why is this happening? Let's talk to the great James Fegan from The Athletic next on 670 The Score. The premier baseball show in Chicago. Hit and run with Matt Speed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Eagle. White Sox fans, they have been emotional all season long. On their feet, getting behind their ace here tonight. Huge reaction by the crowd. Strike three swinging. A complete game. One hit shutout for Dylan Cease. And the White Sox here in September are peaking at the right time. A 13-0 dominant victory tonight. And the White Sox here in September are right in the middle of this AL Central Division race. What an amazing night that was last night. Against the first full Saturday of college football, a lot of focus slowly shifting to the White Sox game on Fox. And a lot of people watching there towards the end as Dylan Cease tried to complete the no-hitter. Could not, but an incredible night. Um, we'll highlight some of the conversation here with our friend James Fegan from The Athletic, who joins us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. James, for the time, uh, thank you. I know that Miguel Cairo has spoken, maybe still is speaking, so appreciate you stepping aside for a couple of minutes. Um, what was that like last night in the ballpark? Seemed to be quite an electric atmosphere. Oh, you know, ho-hum. Uh, basically a no-hitter every year at this point. No stress. Yeah, right? Rodon last year, Giolito the year before. Um, I mean, that that was quite something. But seriously, I know I, I know you feel the vibes around the ballpark, even uh, if the windows are closed, and hopefully they were open last night. It's th- th- This team is having a moment. This fan base is having a moment. I don't know if a lot of people thought it was going to come, but here it is. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think having hitting about two home runs a game uh, since – over the last week, all of a sudden, uh, makes things a little bit more exciting uh, around this team. But uh, yeah, I, I think uh, you know, I, I, I personally had less flop sweat than I did during the Lucas Giolito uh, no hitter when I was trying to figure out what family members it was going to contact. But it it was it was a, it was similar to the Rodon no hitter uh, last year in the sense that um, you know he piled up outs without you really realizing he was on his game. He didn't have a strikeout to the fifth. I don't think Rodon had a strikeout in the first three innings. It was, he was facing a lineup that had a similar approach of this guy is great stuff. We don't want to get two strikes. We're going to swing early in the count. We're going to be aggressive. We're not going to get shut down. And then you blink, and Dylan Cease has got two outs in the fifth inning. He's only thrown 45 pitches. So it's a kind of a unique, you know, I, I, I can't fault necessarily that strategy, but it kind of set him up in a unique position where normally he has to work kind of hard to make his way through the lineup, even when he's blowing guys away, where he was able to really turn it on uh, down the stretch and, you know, Dylan Cease working a no hitter, throwing 99, which is you know the best player in the game. That's a, that's an exciting atmosphere, no matter where they be. But the fact that this team seems to be, you know, we, we thought they were pretty much done a week ago, and they're able to make up four games in four days. Uh, yeah, it's as exciting as it's been all year. You know that approach, or at least those results of you know people swinging earlier in the count and. You know, uh, and pitching to contact, whichever one it is. Not only is that the only way a no-hitter happens these days, a complete game no-hitter because of pitch counts and the way that managers deal with it, 
But it's also, as you wrote, an important form of evolution for um, for a young pitcher. We just saw Verlander and Cease and saw the difference in, in kind of the results. As far as you can tell, is this about hitters trying to swing earlier against Dylan or Dylan pitching to a little more contact? Why is this happening? Uh, it's a little of both. I would say Dylan has gotten to the point with his slider where it's not a chase pitch per se. It's not a strike the ball pitch. I mean, that final pitch to arise hung up a little, but it's not a location that you see him necessarily get punished on every time uh, or all the time uh, during the game. He can throw that slider there. He can kind of just throw it high high in the, in, the, in the lower half of the zone and get swings and misses if he's got guys looking up. Uh, his stuff has gone to the degree where he can just kind of focus on, like, if I just get in the zone, I'm fine. And that allows him to be efficient. But at the same time, you know, teams are, are definitely going to take the approach. We saw it with Chris Sale even at portions when he had his complete games that, you know, we're not going to try to work deep count and get ourselves into a lot of two-strike counts with the best strikeout pitcher in the league. Uh, we're going to try to dictate the pace a little bit and change things up on him. And, you know, some nights it could work. This night it kind of dug them in a, a big hole uh, and had Dylan Cease pitching with a lot of momentum in the later innings. You remember when Jose Reyes was going for the batting title and he laid down a bunt for a cheap hit and then Terry Collins took him out and he kind of backed his way into the batting title? I think Terry Collins cried after the game and post talking about it because he was embarrassed because that's not what you do. I love that Dylan Cease went after Luis Arise last night to try and finish this thing off. I, 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 I used some regrettably strong language toward my colleagues who suggested that he should walk Arise or, or, you know, very actively pitch around him. I, I get the idea of just making him chase uh, to agree. I think that'd be fine. Yes. Uh, but the fact that he just went right at him, uh, I, I think just speaks to the way he was operating all night. You know, he kind of stayed true to what he is. And also just, you know, we talk about no hitter, obviously just everyone's thinking a historical principle, but it was a 13 to nothing game. Just pitching around a guy with the bases empty two outs in a 13 to nothing game. It's not the spirit of baseball. It's not the nature of how you compete. And so, yeah, I, I think it's, Obviously, Dylan wanted it really badly, and I feel bad for him, but he, he stayed true to himself the way he went out. Yeah, absolutely. He, he could have tried to make him chase, try to use a rise anxiety of trying to be the man to do it against him. But, uh, but either way, I, just, I, I, I love the approach, and hopefully Dylan gets another shot. Um, all right, what's, um, what's Miguel Cairo bringing to this? Um, you know, I've, I've seen a couple of things. I thought... I thought the openness to admit that using Joe Kelly as an opener was the result of conversations with the front office and Ethan Katz. I respected that because it's a hard game. Best idea should win. You know what I mean? And it's like, and you, if you say that it's not your idea, who cares as long as it's the best idea? I wonder if that kind of thought process um, is noticed by the players. What do you think? Uh, I mean, Tony also, I remember post game. It was after I think whenever time Davis Martin like was had an open. It was when Ronaldo Lopez opened for him and it went pretty well. Tony mentioned post game that it was something that the front office analytics guys. I think he said the numbers people is how he phrased it. Uh, were, came up with it. So I think it's been part of kind of their general plan with Martin, especially after he kind of got knocked around the, the first time and they figured, why are we going to try to do the same thing uh, in one of our biggest games of the year? I, I think, uh, you know, we try to be sophisticated individuals who are deep thinking about it, but I, I know I think I'm as guilty as anyone of just saying, hey, they're winning, and Cairo's in the dugout, 
there's got to be some correlation. There's got to be some sort of energy. He's obviously very energetic. He's very spirited. I had, but at the same time, just Tony going out was something that made the players meet by the, you know, have a players only meeting and, you know, talk about like, you know, really it's all about us. We have, we have to generate the improvement that we need. So there's a lot of things correlating alongside Miguel Cairo taking over, but, you know, obviously he's also, he's been impressive in terms of just how he's handled it, how steady he's been and how energetic and upbeat he's been through what should be, you know, we thought at the start of this week would be the most difficult week of the season for this team. Yeah, yeah, we th- thought we'd see them slogging and, like, playing with uh, a little bit of a defeated mentality, and that's the way it looked there for a while, and then all of a sudden it's the complete opposite. And you're right, it's, a, it, it's, it's the happenstance um, of it, the unfortunate happenstance of, uh, of Tony going away. Um, have you talked to any players or anybody um, who uh, about that Friday night benches-clearing moment? I loved Cairo being right out there, right up in Rocco Baldelli's face. That's the kind of thing I could see players loving as well. Yeah, I, I think the uh, the general stance on it is uh, Lance Lynn was leading the charge. Kind of, uh, I think everyone saw the video of like, everyone's in the dugout until Lance goes. I think Kevin Sheets phrased it as Lance goes, we go type of thing. Uh, you know, to a degree, you know, Vaughn knew that he wasn't being thrown at intentionally. He's just irritated because he got hit in the face the other day. And, you know, this wasn't something necessarily that there needed to be a bench clearing thing about, but could it hurt? Like, could this team, you know, manufacturing a reason to be energized to be together or, or feel like this game has a lot more writing on it because you just want to stick it to the other team. There's 30 games left. Uh, they need something. You know, why not? It's kind of the, the like, let's, this, this might be a silly thing to latch on to, but let's latch on to something because uh, we still got a chance somehow, even though they, they shouldn't. Yeah, they should not, man. They should not have a chance, and yet they do. This would be like the ultimate time where baseball steps up and says, you don't know me. You don't. Like, you watch this team all year. Uh, why? Is it, just, is it just the calendar and the math and the division that has combined to allow for this? I mean, I think they're playing, like, at least the offensive approach is better. Uh, when I wrote that whole piece about breaking down their trend of month to month, it was basically saying, you know, the evidence for a turnaround for anything, like, it's not there. So I, was, I, was, I wasn't calling the season over, but I was saying I don't see a reason why it's going to turn around. And lo and behold, they just went and did everything that they haven't been doing for a week straight. And, you know, maybe it's not the best pitching they faced all year that they did it against, but they hadn't been doing it at any point this year. And now we're seeing, you know, opposite field homers uh, leaving the park, and we're seeing them pull the ball in the air a bit more and thinking about, catching the ball out in front, uh, as Gavin Sheets talked about emphasizing uh, more than launch angle or anything like that. And, you know, they're doing it. They're doing the things that they said they needed to do all year. It's been a week. Baseball's a lot longer than a week. But, <laughs> hey, we, we went from seeing it for zero weeks to one week, and that's something. Well, um, Luis Robert activated after paternity leave. And let me say again, to paraphrase Mike Florio from ProFootballTalk.com, I wish Luis had timed his sex life a little bit more considerately. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, you can't, can't do this. Leave your team in the middle. But at least he's back. Um, so, but Luis is not going to play today, right? They, so he's activated, but, but they're a man short? Uh, Miguel Tyra just told us that he was the, you know, talking to the front office, talking to the train staff, and they were going to give him another day of batting practice, another day of taking fly balls, and that he'll be good to go tomorrow. Um, yeah, so even though he wasn't on the lineup card, he is available to pinch hit and pinch run and, you know, do the stuff he's been doing for the last week and a half or so. Okay. All right. Good. Um, and then 
I, I mean, I don't know. James, you got, you got a gut here? Are they going to get this done? Just two games back at Cleveland now with uh, 29 to play. Pretty crazy. I don't know. Like, the whole rally and making up four games in four days, a lot of that has had to do with Seattle Mariners playing really well and beating up on the Guardians. And, you know, guess where we're all flying out to tonight? Yeah. Uh, to Seattle. So th- there's a little bit of the schedule that's set up to, to have them make this run. They're finally starting to do it a little bit, and there's going to be some challenging portions of it. But um, I don't know. There's, there's certainly a chance. The injuries, the Cleveland's rotations are, are significant in a way that could uh, scuttle them. I don't think their offense is going to be this bad, uh, you know, for the last month, just uninterrupted. But uh, it's, it's not a narrative I would usually buy into, but everyone said all year. The Cleveland Guardians roster is the youngest in baseball. They don't have any experience here. This would be the type of situation where you'd look for a young roster to maybe fold a little bit under pressure. Hmm. I don't buy into that stuff very much, but it's playing out right now, right? Yep, it seems to be. Um, All right, and then then last thing, um, are you familiar with the tattoo that Shane Reardon got uh, declaring the White Sox as the 2022 American League Central champions? And what portion of the White Sox recent success can you attribute to said tattoo? Uh, I unfortunately am online enough that I have noticed that. Um, I, I don't know how much correlation it has. If, uh, if anything, if, 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 uh, Shane's cousin, Luke Schilling goes just on a, a massive run in double A and then starts striking out the world, I will attribute it directly to that too. I can promise that. Okay. That that's fair. Thank you, James. Uh, thanks for your help all year long and enjoy the stretch run. All right. Thanks for having me. You got it. That's James Fegan from the athletic. He's unfortunately online enough to know about it. Amazing. One segment to go on Hit and Run. If you want to hop in, you can do it now at 312-644-6767. Take a couple more calls, give you some final thoughts on Cubs and Sox, and then make way for, uh, is it Cody Decker and down the line? Is that what we've got coming up at noon? Outstanding. And then Cubs Cardinals, weather dependent at about 1240 or so. And um, and then next week, Bears pregame begins. It's Spiegs on the score on Hit and Run. The premier baseball show in Chicago. Hit and Run with Matt Spiegel. This is my closer music. This is me slowly walking in from the bullpen, getting ready to dominate hitters with my nasty stuff. My four-seamer does not drop at all. So much carry. Outrageous. It looks like it's rising because you know what? It actually is. Because I'm using so much spider tack. I, just so much. It's filthy. My hat is filthy. My entire jersey is covered in spider tack. So I just take the ball and I roll it around my jersey before every pitch. And then I throw that thing. Woo! And the four-seamer, it climbs, climbs the ladder. And it just you're dominated. Speaking of the four-seamer. That has incredible carry. I hope you're watching Jeremiah Estrada of the Cubs. Hope you're watching that guy when he gets a chance to get in. Because that fastball is ridiculous. Slider's very good. But the fastball. Whew. 
is super duper extra special and might be enough to keep that dude in the bigs for a good long while. Plus, he's a good, fun story. There's always stuff to watch. Baseball is the best. You know it. I know it. And um, I've enjoyed talking about it with you every Sunday morning all summer long. I don't take it lightly. Uh, let's talk to Stan in Bellwood on 670 The Score. Stan, what's happening? How are you? Oh, why not? Good morning, Steve. Why not? Last hit and run, huh? Let's, let's go, man. Let's go. Uh, that is uh, that is bad. That's ugly. Speed. Do you know how long March is from now? <laughs> <laughs> I know. A long, I know. long cold winter away, uh, man. I, I hate know. that. I know. Well, at least we got inside the clubhouse with Bruce and David on Saturday mornings, and I will bump one yeah, of those Yeah, well, like I said, one. March is a long, long time away. <laughs> hey, um, I don't have anything to say about the race in the American League Central speaks right now. I, I don't want to jinx the White Sox's uh, chances by commenting at all because I all but eliminated them last week. So they've set me up for a week. I just want to watch and enjoy and see what see what happens these last few weeks. So I'm not going to say anything about that. I want to go back to your current topic about uh, baseball's landscape right now. Um, full disclosure, uh, back in start of the season in April, my World Series pick was uh, I was on the Blue Jays bandwagon, uh, so I, I had the uh, Jays and the Dodgers. So as long as they are both alive and uh, haven't been eliminated, uh, that's my pick, and I'm stuck with it. However, now, uh, with the luxury of being 130 games into the season uh, and uh, having had a close look at everybody and having things play out the way that they have, I'm just going to say in the American League, uh, the Astros speaks uh, are clearly the best team. Uh, they did the most to fortify themselves at the break. And I, I would be very surprised if they are not the team uh, uh, in the, that the American League uh, has to beat and that will be um, in the World Series. They, they, they're deep everywhere. They don't have a glaring weakness anywhere. I don't think your Seattle pick is uh, far-fetched, but I think they're a long way from the Astros, and they're the team to be reckoned with Mm -hmm. going forward because, you know, they've got a quality young future star at every position. So their future is bright. Their arrow's pointing up. I like them. But the Astros are the best team in the American League. In the National League, the Dodgers, uh, I think that over 162 games, there's no question that they're the best team. But I think they're vulnerable in a short series because their pitching rotation has taken such a big hit this year. They've they've lost some quality arms. Uh, Tony Gonsolin's gone now. Uh, I would tend to agree with you. I think the Braves are capable right now of beating either the Mets or the Dodgers if it comes to that. Uh, And they brought up some really good-looking young players uh, as well, they're deep and dangerous, but Degrom and Scherzer are equalizers. And you know, when it really comes down to it, pitching is the name of the game in the postseason. Right. And I, so I'm with you. I would tend to agree that the Mets are probably the single most dangerous team in the National League. But I'm stuck with the Dodgers. Uh, and they can still win it. I, I, they're the deepest team and the best team. But in a short series, they can be had. So 
if I had to make a pick today, I would say Astros Mets. Astros Mets makes a lot of sense, and I almost went there. I went Mets Mariners. But the Astros are very, very impressive. Bregman just won player of the month. They're loaded um, with offense, a lot of starting pitcher matchups. I don't know. I mean, the bullpen's been real good. I just don't know if it's going to be dominant enough. And I wonder, uh, you know, I just, I, I, I wonder. Wah, 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 wonder. <sighs> This is Mike in Palos Heights on Hit and Run. Hey, Matt. Um, I happen to agree with you on Seattle. Um, picked up a little bit of the game last night after the Sacks uh, exciting win. Um, they flipped over. I happen to be watching uh, Fox. And um, anyhow, uh, the, a couple good points, I think, is that uh, Seattle has the best record in the major leagues other than the Dodgers since mid-June. At one point, I guess, last night they mentioned that they were 10 games uh, below 500, and then since they picked up the two pitchers, um, you know, they, they flipped it around, and now they're the uh, – uh, only the Dodgers have a better record. So that uh, adds a lot of credence to your, you know, your comments. Hmm. And then, then the other thing is, too, it's interesting, if you look at the remaining games – and I was just talking when I was talking with your son, uh, uh, who do you root for? The, you know, Minnesota and Cleveland play each other nine times. And, um, and, and, and actually you almost have to root for Minnesota because Cleveland finishes the year with six times against Kansas city mm. at home, at home. So, you know, I think the scheduling is going to be important, but I do think the next three games with the white Sox, Seattle, when they get out in the West coast, that's going to tell us, have we turned the corner, or was this we caught uh, Minnesota at a weak moment? Yeah, that's it's it's a good call, and it's uh, some scary, daunting stuff um, coming up with those three games in Seattle. Um, a five forty Central game tomorrow Monday, and then some late games uh, on Tuesday and uh, and Wednesday. So for Labor Day, a bit of a matinee out there in Seattle. But then a late game Tuesday and actually an early afternoon game on Wednesday. But then there's some easy ones in Oakland for four, um, home for Colorado on the 13th and 14th, and then a quick makeup game in Cleveland to Detroit. And then there's that three game series right here, September 20th against Cleveland, 20th, 21st, and 22nd. And who would have guessed how important those games might be? Just amazing. And you're right, uh, caller. Cleveland and Minnesota play each other a bunch. You want them to uh, to split for the most part. But if you think Minnesota's more gettable, then rooting for Minnesota a little bit makes a lot of sense, especially because you can control your destiny with three games at Minnesota at the end of September, 27th, 28th, and 29th. You are in Minnesota, and then you get three more with them at home to finish the year on the 3rd, 4th, and 5th of October. Remember, we go late because of the lockout start. So you've got six with the Twins out of the final nine, three at San Diego in the middle there. We'll see. Might not be a lot for San Diego to play for, depending on the standings, depending on the wild card, because they will certainly not be um, in there when it comes to the division. So 
if uh, San Diego has that second wild card all locked up, then there might not be a lot to play for. But as it stands right now, they are uh, just a half game ahead of Philadelphia, and the new playoff format will matter an awful lot. It's going to be fun. You know, I'm going to find a way to be with you. If Maybe we'll do a hit-and-run podcast, something like that. Get out there. But I'll certainly be here, obviously, between 2 and 6, Monday through Friday with Danny Parkins for Parkins and Spiegel. Can't thank you callers enough. What a wonderful year of baseball conversation this has been. Thank you to producer Sean Sears for a great job all year long. Pleasure working with you, Sean. Thank you. Thank you to associate producer Ruben Spiegel for doing a solid job all season long. Ten bucks a Sunday morning. Makes ten dollars. Very, very excited about his ten beans. And 27 hugs an hour. 27 hugs an hour. Yeah, it's been low. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, man. I owe you more hugs. It's and a sh- high quota. Yeah, Sean, no hugs for you. That's okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't, understand. Don't take it personally. Um, thank you to our guests today, James Fegan, Jim Deshays, and Tommy Birch. Cody Decker is next. Down the line. Coming your way. And then Cubs baseball at 1240. Have a wonderful afternoon, everybody. And I'll be seeing you. Find me on Twitter at Matt Spiegel 670. Have a great day. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.